Well, good morning. How's everyone doing today? You guys doing good? Man, doesn't the rain just make you want to sleep in, right? Like you wake up and you're like, no, man, this is too perfect. Um, Man, but thank God for the rain. We need the rain. We definitely need the rain. So we've had a lot of rain this summer, but it could be worse, right? We could be without rain. But I'm so glad that you're here. And listen, if you're a first-time guest, which I have a first-time guest here today, so I got a little skin in the game. Um, But if you're a first-time guest, I just want to say we're so glad that you're here. Thank you. We're really honored, and and we count it as a privilege that you would be here today. And here's why. The reason why is there's a million things that you could be doing today, a million things. And uh, we're so thankful that you chose to come here. We're thankful for whoever invited you here, and um, God's just doing incredible things. I tell you, I'm, I'm so excited about today's message uh, we've been in the book of James, and James was the half-brother of Jesus. James grew up with Jesus, but James didn't believe in Jesus. Like, he believed in Jesus, but he didn't believe in Jesus as in Jesus, Jesus. You with me? Like, he believed he was his brother named Jesus, but he didn't believe he was like God named Jesus. And so he lived his whole life. Jesus dies on the cross. James still doesn't believe. And it took the power of the resurrection. It took Jesus coming back to life. And we believe that with all of our heart. We, we, that's what makes us different from any other religion out there is that the, our true God, the God, the one and only God, he said, I am God and beside me there is no other, is that he proved it by coming up out of the grave. And not only did he lay his life down for us, but then he showed us that he had the power to raise it up. And uh, I'm just following anyone, you know, I'm not that smart, but someone come up from the grave and um, I'm just following that person. I just believe in that. And so you may be here today and you say, you know, that's cool, man. Cool music. I don't, man, I, I'm not tracking with you on the whole Jesus thing. That's okay. That's okay. We're glad you're here. And, and uh, you don't have to be like us to be loved by us. We're just glad you're here. You're welcome to be here. And uh, the whole beauty about James is that God is not against questions. God is not against atheists. God is not against unbelievers in the fact that he's like, I don't have time for you because his own brother didn't believe in him. But what's cool is he took time out of his schedule to appear to James and not to rub it in his face. No, 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 no. You know, he didn't do that. You know, he didn't do that. But he took the time, the compassion the energy to sh- appear, to show himself before his brother and, and, and tell him, I love you. And that is what changed the heart of his brother. And that is so in line with today. Today we start chapter two, as I mentioned. And you know, the greatest power of the gospel is our love. You know, people talk about a, a, lot, of, a lot about love and, and love, God is love. And love is from God. Love is from God, is born from God, was modeled by God. Love is from God. Not all love is God, but God is love, and God modeled love for us. And, and the Bible says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's, what's kinda, that's what kind of love God has for me, and that is exactly the kind of love that God has for you. And you say, Tim, you don't know. You don't know where I've been. You, man, I'm telling you, I got good news for you. I don't. And you don't know where I've been. And you don't know how bad I've been and all the things I've done 
And I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that because you probably wouldn't be sitting here today. You'd probably be like, yeah, I think I do have to go leave. You know? I mean, you just, you, you wouldn't be here. And the truth is this. None of us are perfect. Only one was perfect. His name's Jesus. And the coolest thing is that he gets questions. He understands doubt and he welcomes it. And still, he leans in when we're pushing away. I love that about Jesus. That is the gospel that no matter who you are, where you are, what you, where you've been, what you've done, that there is a God who loves you and is leaning. He's stretching out to you to help you. And the way that that correlates, the way that that translates, the way that, that, that we flesh that out today, the gospel, is that because of Jesus, because he conquered everything, he has the power to help me conquer what kicks my butt. My hangups. Anyone in here got hangups? Anyone want to stand up and tell us about them? No, right? And of course we don't. You know, we mess up and, and the enemy's like sin. He jumps all over sin, man. He always invites shame to the party of sin and it just makes you feel worse, worse, worse. When Jesus said, I've come to give you life. I've come to give you life and life abundantly. I don't know about you, but... Can I just tell you that the power of gospel means that there is hope for every person in this room, for every person in this world. You say, Tim, I'm on my fourth marriage. The power of the gospel means that there's hope for you. You say, Tim, I've, I've had bitterness in my heart for years. Bur bitterness is just fermented anger. It's, you've been angry for a long time, and now, man, you just, you're just hard. Maybe there's an addiction that controls you and enslaves you. The power of the gospel brings the hope to set you free today. And so the greatest thing about the gospel is that it was born out of love, and that is what James chapter 2 is all about. I want to read this to you today. I'm so excited. So if you have your Bibles, open up to James chapter 2. If you have your smartphones, um, you have your iPads, your tablets, pull those out and go to James chapter two. And we're gonna look at an incredible, incredible passage that was penned by the dude that didn't even believe in his own brother who happened to be God. Do you get that? that? This message is coming from someone that knew who Jesus really was and is. And he's gonna give us relevant wisdom for our daily lives. And it's found in James chapter two. By the way, if you have a smartphone and you've not heard about version, it is a free app. It's a free Bible app. You need to download it. It's free. Get it on every, every smartphone you have, every tablet. Get it, download it. It puts the Bible in your hands. So even if I didn't have this Bible, I would have the Bible on my phone in several different translations um, and uh, several different languages, as well as devotionals that... You can set up a plan and get in God's word and grow. And that's what it's about. It's not just about coming on Sunday morning. This is good, but this is like dessert. Coming to church is like dessert. It's, it's, man, it's awesome. It's something everybody wants first. It's, it's something, be honest, most, most of us would just live off of if we could and not have any health um, disadvantages 
You know, just bring on the ice cream, man. I just keep, if, if there was any nutritional value to that, right, and I knew I could just live on that, I'd just stick an IV and just go to town, man. That, that would be great. But um, it's kind of like just going to church and never opening up the Bible. Like, there's so much more than this. And we want us not only to be hearers of the word, but my prayer today is that we will be doers, that we will leave and we will all take a next step together. And I'm going to tell you what that next step is. Are you ready? Don't trip. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. And we're going to start in verse 14. Verse 14. So I have a question before we start. Are you ready and excited to not only hear but to live out God's word today and this week? Are you guys excited about that? Awesome. Thank you. Here we go. James chapter 2 verse 14. The Bible says this. What good is it? I'm reading from the New Living Translation here. What Good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith, but if you don't show it by your actions, what do we call people like that? What have you called? What have I called people like that? Say it. Come on. We're all on the same page. Say it. Hypocrites. Have you ever called someone a hypocrite? Raise your hand. You ever called your spouse a hypocrite? No, don't answer that question. I'm just teasing. <laughs> but we are recording this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. How many, um, how many of you have been called? Ooh. Like, when it's so easy to call someone a hypocrite? Because they were a hypocrite. How many of you have been called a hypocrite? Been called a hypocrite? Come on, raise your hand. Be honest. How many, sh- keep your hands up. How many should have, at some point in time, been called a hypocrite? That's pretty much all of us, right? Welcome to the game. It's an all skate. We're glad you're here. The Bible says this. The Bible says that, that, listen, can that kind of faith save anyone? So if someone just talks it, but they don't walk it, you know, I I saw that there's a new TV program coming up, and I I hate this with all my heart, because it it has these pastors, and these pastors are, are, that they've chosen um, are extremely wealthy. I mean, the one dude's got a couple of Ferraris, I think, and and um, you know, and they're just and it shows. It, it to me, it just shows. Um, it hurts the body of Christ. It. Uh, I, I, I don't know these guys. I don't know their hearts. I just saw a little quick thing on it, but I, you know, for a lot of people, they're going to say, and that's why I don't go to church, because all they want is my. I don't care about that. I'm preaching on Ferraris. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with a preacher having a Ferrari, just in case you want to buy a preacher Ferrari. That's not what it's about. It's about us walking, right? What, what if I didn't walk, would I talk? And I'm not perfect. I'm human. But you know what? If I didn't walk, would I talk? I would be a hypocrite. You probably wouldn't like momentum too much, right? If I couldn't make it to church one Sunday because I was in prison, you know, this probably wouldn't be a good turnout the next week. Right? I mean, it didn't matter what I got thrown in for, right? Okay, so you're going 150 in Gulf Breeze, really? You got in a fight, really? You stabbed somebody, really? A preacher? Like, you just expect more from me of that, right? You know what I want to tell us today is that there's a world out there playing peekaboo. And they expect more out of us than just talking the talk. They're really waiting and watching to see if we'll walk the talk 
The Bible says, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, (laughs) have a good day, stay warm, hope you eat well. Hope you eat well, stay warm, eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Now, let me tell you something. God created good. God is good. The very essence of God is goodness. Do you hear me today? God is good. If you grew up in church at all, you ever been to church, you know, someone say, God's good. Someone else say, all the time. Someone say, all the time. Someone say, God's good. And that's just, you know, that's like, you know, so true. So maybe overused, maybe under-recognized. God is true. God is good. That's true. He's very good. He's good all the time. That's why we here at Momentum Church say, you know what? We have a mission. Who are we? Why do we exist? Why does Momentum Church exist? Anybody? I'd love to open it up to the floor. Anybody? Why are we here? Come on now. Talk to me. I love it. Talk to me. Why are we here? Why, why does Momentum Church, why did our family move here? Why? Why do we start this church? Why have you bought into this church? Why do you wear the t-shirts? Why are you excited? You wear the bracelets. You got the sticker on your car. Why do you believe in Momentum Church? Why? Because here at Momentum Church, who are we? What are we? Because of love. And love has made us Jesus followers. And someone said community, right? So who are we? This is the vision. It's our mission. It's, It's we are a community of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable force for good, and we're driven, we're driven to change the world. Unstoppable force for good. Now, listen to this. If we act like we see people in need and we don't care about them, the Bible says, what good does that do? In other words, the church becomes impotent. And the world screams, liar, hypocrite. Yeah, I knew that was whatever. Are you with me? Bob says, what good does that do if we see someone in need and we don't care? That song, man, God, give me your eyes. I pray that prayer and I challenge you to pray that prayer, but be ready because that prayer will be followed by tears and that prayer will be followed by hours where you can't sleep But if you want to stay comfortable, stay comfortable. But if you think there's something more, if you have a burning in your heart for something more, if if you're not not okay with just sitting in the seats and the grandstands and watching, if you actually want to get on the field and you're about earning play time, like it's happening all across football, college, universities, NFL right now, like they're trying to prove themselves. If you're like, you know what, I want to prove myself, be a workman, not ashamed rightly handling God's word. Like, I want to get in the game. Put me in the, if, if you got a little fire at all, if you got a little passion in you, and you're a warrior, if you're, you're a woman here today, and you're a princess warrior, and you're like, man, I'm picking up the shield of faith, and I'm picking up the sword of the spirit, and God, I want you to put me on the front lines, because the enemy doesn't come after me long enough. I want to get after him a little bit. I want to, I want to go after him. I, I want to chase him down. I want to slay the giant. My name's David. I'm a, I'm a giant killer. 
My knees ain't knocking, Saul, because my God is rocking, and we fixing to go kick some booty. If that's you, if that is you, I hope there's someone out there saying, that's me. That's in me, man. If that's you, then I got good news for you today, because God has all kinds of opportunities for us to take light into the darkness. You know the cool thing about Jesus is he takes what's wrong, and he makes it right. And he will turn the darkness into light. That's what he does best. And the cool, my favorite part about it is you know who he uses? Me. Sorry. You know who he uses? You. But he's not sorry. He's excited. Because there is a God that is good who is driven to change the world. And we don't have to pray, oh, if the Lord's willing one day, if the Lord's willing, this will happen. God is willing. He proved it on the cross. He gave everything he had. He's willing. The question is, are you? Question is, am I? Are we willing? So you see, verse 17, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. 1 Corinthians 13, man, if I, if, I got, if I got all the faith in the world and I just look at the mountain and say, move, and that mountain jumps, but I don't have love, I am nothing. That's what the Bible says. So you see, faith by itself and in us isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless, useless. You ever had a bad waiter or waitress? Like seriously, like they were just useless. And, and your flesh was just rising up within you. You just wanted to tell them, you probably ought to do something else. Like color for a living or something because you're not gonna get rich doing this, right? Like people don't pay for average, right? Right? I had a friend, uh, you're gonna laugh, but I had a friend, this is honest truth, truth. He would go and he would go and he'd put cash down on the table when he started. He'd go, he'd put his cash down, he put like a big bill down on the table and, um, or bill, should I say, and then Man, if it wasn't good service, he'd just start taking the bills off. Just take it away. This was in college, so it wasn't like yesterday. But uh, hopefully he, he's tipping better these days. But, but have you ever, you ever had that? What about this? You ever gone to a restaurant? You went to a restaurant, and, and the waiter, the waitress had an attitude? Like you showed up, and they had an attitude. Have you ever, that ever happened to you, or has it just happened to me? It's happened to me, right? And and. And what happens to you? What happens inside of you? Is that, does it make you feel sorry for them? Some of you are tender-hearted, compassionate. Some of you are like, man, they probably just had a bad day. Some of you guys are like, suck it up, buttercup. You're here to work. Give me my 30th sweet tea, right? I mean, right? And it's just like, ugh. Uh, me and some of my friends went to a restaurant one time named Ruth Chris. And uh, Ruth Chris is, is a really great restaurant. I only have eaten there three times in my life, and um, I just believe that's what heaven's going to be like, man. It's going to be amazing. I'm like, bone in, you, yep, that's it right there. Thank you very much. Delicious food. It's uh, expensive. It's expensive. It's really expensive, but their food is unbelievable, and their service is unparalleled. It's supposed to be unparalleled. When we started this church, before we ever had our first gathering, we had a group of people that wanted to get in the game. We call those people core team. They wanted to serve. They wanted to pick up part of the load. They didn't just want to coast, you know. They, they wanted to be part of the team. And so we said, hey, we want to invite you out to dinner. 
So we invited everyone out to Golden Corral. And we didn't have very much money. We paid for the meal. We invite them all out. I remember it. Uh, <laughs> I remember inviting some people and thinking, oh, God, they're going to they're gonna say, you know what? <laughs> We've been praying for a sign, and this is a sign. We, we don't want to be a part of this church, you know? Um, and, and then there are other people like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. But we invited everyone to go to Golden Corral. And, and in Golden Corral, we had a meeting room. And my son, by the way, loves Golden Corral. He, that's just, that's his restaurant. He just... The ice cream, the desserts, the chocolate fountain. Come on, are you kidding me? He, you know, for me, you know, I could pass. But for him, he loves it, man. So we, we had rent out this room. We got people in there. Guys, y'all were there. Y'all remember. And we said this. We said, guys, I want to tell you something. I think it was after the meal, right? So we ate the meal. And after the meal, we said, we are not Golden Corral. We are Ruth Chris. We're not going to try to do everything we're not going to try to have everything. We're going to try to do a few things well. So back to my story at Ruth Chris, me and my friends, we went there. And when we went there, the waiter had an attitude, had a huge attitude. Like, I just wanted to adjust them. I'm not even a chiropractor. I wanted to adjust them. I was like, just lay down right here. I can help you with that. <laughs> How's that? You all right? I just want to help him a little bit. He just had an attitude. I'm like, really? Like, we're fixing to spend some money here and you're going to you going to have an attitude with us? You know, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I look like I'm 16 or something. I don't know. But, but we sat down, and, and he had an attitude and just kind of carried the attitude all through the thing and just did a horrible job. If I was the GM, I'd have fired his tail that night. Horrible job. And uh, so anyways, a couple of my friends are like, man, we ought to say something, you know? Like, you know, it's good to have courage, right? Right? Say, we ought to say something. I'm not that person, to be honest with you. I'm not that person. I've known some of those people. Like every time they went out to eat, they were always looking for something. And they were going to say something. They're always trying to get something free. That is not me. I get embarrassed. My face turned red. You think I have on makeup. My ears get red. I just walk out. I was like, all right, here we go. So we're walking out. And, and, and here's what's crazy is the, the waiter, there's a waitress that was in training. What do you call those waiters or waitresses? Anybody? It's like a shadow, right? And so she had the personality of like, it was amazing. She had a smile and she really changed it for us. So we're leaving. Two of my friends, they're over there and they're talking to the um, assistant GM. And they're like, yeah, we just want to give you a little feedback, you know, and here I come. <laughs> and when I walk up, they're like, they're like, here he is right here. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Testing, one, two, you know, I've, here I am. And he's looking right at me. Well, about that time, that waiter walks up behind him. And he leans in, he looks at me like this, like, what you going to say, big boy? <laughs> All five, eight and a half of me are like, oh, no. So, no, he's, he's standing there, and the GM didn't know he's there, but he's standing behind, he's looking at me, and now, hello, I'm stepping up to the microphone. And I just prayed a little prayer, which I pray most of the time. God, give me courage. And uh, I looked at him, I said, sir, I, I just want to let you know, I said, our waiter, um, I said, man... Just didn't do a good job tonight. Just thought you'd need to know that. And I said, but the young lady, she did awesome. And the GM said, he leaned in, he said, I'm so sorry. Thank you for telling me. And he said, anything else I should know? And I said, yeah, you ought to switch their roles. And he said, thank you. And I walked out, and I couldn't believe I said that, because right? I mean, I, I certainly didn't enter that restaurant hoping to do something like that. But right in front of that guy, I'm looking at him in his eyes and his GM. I said, you ought to switch their roles. 
got to switch their roles. And I left that restaurant and I thought, what a shame. Because I guess my expectation was totally destroyed because what I expected that evening after paying good money for great food or great money for great food, just kind of, you know, just uh, left a bad taste in my mouth. The reason why I tell you that story is because that's like the world. They watch us and they have expectations. And they come. Some of you are here today for the first time. You think church sucks. You came today because someone told you they would take you out to lunch afterwards. They twisted your arm. They ask you every week at work. And you're like, one day, one day. No, you've got to stop saying one day. Okay, I'm coming. Some of y'all walked in today thinking the roof was going to fall down. It's not a church building. It's a school. We're safe. We're all safe. But you thought, man, I just, I, I don't know, man. But you came. The world's watching. You know what they're looking for? They're looking for Christians that really get it who live out love loud. Write that down. That's your action step today. Live out love loud. Write it down. Live out love loud. Would you say it with me? Live out love loud. One more time. Live out loud. That's what we're called to do. I have a first-time guest here today. I'd, I'd like to welcome him to the stage. And Alonzo, where are you at? I heard you earlier. You in here, Alonzo? Come on up, man. Would you come on up? Give Alonzo a hand, would you? It's my friend Alonzo. I met Alonzo a year ago, right before Christmas for a cause. Thanks for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. Alonzo's homeless. He's homeless. You know, he was out in the rain all day yesterday. Some of us were like, rain because we had to get out and go somewhere. He lives outside. And I met him a year ago and, and um, have seen him a couple times. And, and God is just working in my heart because we got to do something about homeless people instead of driving by and pretending we don't see them. You know, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Anyone want to tell me what that word righteousness means? Hmm? Standing right with God because of Jesus, right? So because I'm standing right with God because of Jesus, I ought to help other people stand right with God because of Jesus too, right? That word in the Greek, which is what the New Testament was written in, it actually means justice. It's not how your hair looks. I grew up where it was rules, 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 and that's why I'm a little not about rules, 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 because it was all about rules, man. Church was about, man, we had to wear a suit. I had to wear it Sunday morning, Sunday night, you know, Wednesday night. And I was like, couldn't wait to scrap that. Like, Jesus pretty much wore sandals, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't think he had a, you know, and I, I like dressing up. Used to be a wardrobe consultant, I get that. But, but I'd much rather wear jeans and a t-shirt, man. Give me some sandals, some shorts. Hello, we live in Gulf Freeze, right? This is amazing. But the Bible says in James, listen to this, my dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus if, you're, if you favor some people with others? Lonzo, you can have a seat right there, would you, buddy? For example, just step right up here. I'll help you if you need it. You got it? Listen to this. 
For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, uh, uh, hey, hey, stand, stand in the back. Hey, follow me. Let's stand in the back, would you? Stand over here. Hmm. Or here, sit on the floor. Well, doesn't that doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in their faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom promised to those who love them? But you dishonor the poor. Have you ever dishonored the poor? Anyone here? We just confess, anyone? Ever dishonored them? Ever saw someone come into you and you're like, and you know, this thing just creeps up in you because you knew they were going to ask you for money. My friend had a baby, Blake. He's the one that spoke a couple weeks ago. At the time, he, he didn't, they didn't just have the baby, but at the couple years ago when Zeke was born, we went to Boston Market. We lived in Tampa, drove St. Pete. I'm walking into Boston Market to get some, a lot of food for them to bless them. You know, Amanda doesn't have to cook, and I'm getting ready to walk in, and I see a homeless person coming, and I believe it. Or not, I, I'm really tenderhearted, man. That stuff moves me. It moves me, man. If I got $5 in my name, I'm gonna give it to you because I believe what Proverbs says, that when you lend to the poor, you lend to God and God always pays back in full. Well, I don't know where that money's going to. Are you accountable for that money? Or are they? Well, I don't wanna buy alcohol. I get that. Well, buy them some food. Show them some love because we're all made in the image of God, aren't we? And this is not a shame game today, but this is a challenge for us today. Let's go out, let's be Jesus followers who together are unstoppable force for good. And let's change the world right where we live. Listen to this, I love this. I'm gonna read one other passage and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna wash some feet. Matthew 25, this is the final judgment. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. And, and can I just input there, we have no idea. I have a picture that was taken this year in Miami. I wish I had it right now. I didn't think of it till right now. But I took a picture in Miami and um, I believe with all my heart it's an angel in the sky. And uh, one day I'll throw this picture up and let you see it and let you see what you think. This thing was bigger than the, the skyscrapers in Miami. I was just taking a picture of this huge light and right beside this huge pillar light coming down, never saw anything like it, was this angel. And, and I didn't see it till a couple weeks later, I was, or a couple days later rather, I was showing my wife the pictures and I was like, look at this picture, this light was incredible. And then I blew it up to show her, it was this huge wall of light. It looked like six skyscrapers put together in width and it was coming down from heaven to Miami and it was crazy. And when I blew it up, I got serious chills because there is this angel and you see the head is like looking up and you see the robe and you see the arms and there is this huge angel. Can I just say, we have no idea. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at the right hand and the goats to his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. 
I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When, when, God, when did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. And here's the phrase that pays. Here's what we know. When you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. You know, we don't get to pick and choose what we believe. Like, this is the Bible. It is God's word. It is true. And, and I, I don't like this part, but it's in there. And God is love. But real love also doesn't, wrong, doesn't allow wrong to get away with evil. Are you with me? That's why the Boston bombings triggered something in us. We wanted justice. So does God. God says, I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison. You didn't visit me. And then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go away into eternal life. So, you know what? I just, will you take your shoes off real quick? Thank you. You say something real quick. I'll give you 60 seconds. Yes, sir. You're so welcome, buddy. Please read it. Absolutely, man. Yes. I've been in heaven three times. I've been in a coma both times. I don't see 
been through those trials. It's terrible. It's terrible. I know I can remember I can remember the angels about twelve people old. I can remember the people going through so bad in life. <laughs> That's funny right there. Lonzo uh, preached to us um, last year. You know, we did Christmas for a cause. Lord woke me up one night, Alonzo, and um, we were going to do something called Momentum, Momentum's Merry Christmas. And um, Lord woke me up. And God spoke to my heart, man, and he said, uh, tie it to a cause. He said, tie it to the poor, because I love them. Call it Christmas for a cause. And so uh, one time a month, our staff gets together and we'll do something fun. We may go out, grab a bite to eat, or um, I think we went paddle boarding a couple weeks ago. And... I had them all meet at, at a restaurant. Um, when we got to the restaurant, they thought we were eating dinner. And um, we didn't eat dinner. We loaded up. You remember that, Matt? We loaded up. I said, all right, let's get, I gave them the address. It happened to be McGuire's. And so they were all, yeah, oh man, we're ready, dude. And um, inside of me was wrecked. Because whatever we do to the least of these, we do it to Jesus. And... Um, so I invited him to get in another car, and we drove over, and that's where we met you, and you preached us a 30-minute message. You preached it well, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, you did a great job. Well, we don't, there's no, no room for shame or embarrassment. What I want to do, Alonzo, is I, I want to wash your feet, and then we got a towel here, and then um, we're, we're going to do something else. You know, the Bible says that whatever you do to the least of these, um, you know, when I was taking, getting ready to take food to my friend Blake and Amanda, a homeless person came up to me, and normally I give whatever I have, but I'll be honest with you, man, um, pride raised up inside of me, and I kind of turned my shoulder, you know, just a little bit. And I didn't want that person to ask me for money, because I was already spending about $30, and um Stood in line and God, God rebuked me, man. So I went out there. The homeless person came in. They didn't have any money. They just came into the restroom. And um, I just felt so convicted. You know, guilt's not from God. Conviction is. I felt so convicted. Some clean feet, buddy. But hot water felt good. It's all good. <laughs> Set this here. I look for that homeless person, man. Look for that homeless person, Alonzo. That person was gone. And you know what I thought? I thought, what if that was an angel? You know, in Jude, the Bible says that sometimes um, there are angels in our presence. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we're totally unaware of it. And they're right there, and I thought, my God, what if, what if that would have been my chance? to feed an angel.
what about that? But you know what? I just want to spend my life doing for the least of these. I want to be a foot washer. And, you know, that's just a term. Um, but I, I want to spend my life. Here you go, buddy. I want to spend my life loving on people that other people don't have time to love because that's the heart of God. And I want to challenge. Um, we got you something, man. Last night, um, we got you some brand new boots here, man. These are like the real deal. And these are uh, waterproof. So sorry you didn't have them yesterday, but but we're going to hook you up. Size 10, right? Isn't that what we said? Size 10? You want, you want black or white socks, man? All right. <laughs> I just need to hang around you more, man. I can be funny. That's awesome. You know, last night I called um We will. We will. We're gonna take care of you. Um so last night I went out and saw you guys. Um I fed James yesterday morning. I was driving by looking for you. Yeah. If you guys could have seen what he was eating, what he, what he hid when I got out of the car, um, it would have wrecked you. He hid it. I kind of walked around because I wanted to see what it was. And um, it wrecked me. We got to do something about it. And I don't know what... I need your help as a church. I believe these guys are loved by God. And I believe that that they deserve a hot shower and they deserve socks that are clean and fresh. Yeah, you know, God wrecked me so much that I just, I can't drive over the three-mile bridge without thinking about Tennessee who lives underneath it, thinking about you guys who have been there a long time. Put your foot in here, man. Tell me how these things feel, all right? Hopefully we get the, I got size 10. Is that good? All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me put this one in. You're welcome, man. Those things should last right there. I heard they pretty good boots. God has been good. Well, buddy. God gave me that eyesight. He doesn't give him eyesight. I got a hundred, hundred vision. I get scared of myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you give Lonzo a hand? Would you give him a hand? <laughs> we have something we're going to give you next gathering that's different than this, totally different. It's going to be a huge blessing to you. But uh, thank you, man. You can go ahead and head back to your seat. Thank you for coming up here, Lonzo. I love you. Give me a hug, man. I love you.
Uh, no, no, we're good. We're good. Give me a hug. Love you. We'll take care of it. Love you, man. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you, Alonzo. Kicking like Bruce Lee. Right there, right? There's a couple in our church just had a baby, and um, the mom told me a story on Friday that uh, their little boy is three years old. His name's Sebastian. They drove by on the way to school. They drove by a homeless guy. You've seen him before. He stands right off the exit of Brent Lane. Has a little rake sometimes. He'll go to work. And um, they were in a hurry. And they were getting ready to turn, and, and he spoke up and, and asked a couple questions that only a three-year-old takes time to think about sometimes. And he asked, and he said, he said, Mama, what, what's that man doing out there? Why is he doing that? He's homeless. Is he, is he hungry? He's probably hungry. He's a little boy on the way to school. Give my, give my lunch. Give my lunch. Give, give my lunch. I guess daycare, something like that. Give, give, my, give my lunch. So she stopped and gave him her son's lunch. They've um, developed a relationship with this gentleman and loved on him, done many, many things for him. You know, we cannot help every homeless person in the world. We cannot feed every hungry person in the world. But what we can do is we can live out love loud. And we can do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. And if I would do one, and by God's grace, I'm do more than one. If you will do one, and if you would do one, if you'll love someone, and if you will live out love loud, and you will live out love loud, and you will live out love loud, then the Bible says, by this shall everyone know that you're my disciples. And he doesn't use the word Christian there. He doesn't use the word churchgoers, and he doesn't use the word religious He says, disciple. Disciple means that you are a learner from the master. You're a disciple. You're a a follower of Jesus. That which way Jesus goes, you go. And how he loves, you love. In other words, we're a mini him. And instead of standing and screaming at people and beating them over with the Bible, it is our love lived out loud that will attract people to the love they need. And by God's strength and by God's help, I say we spend the rest of our lives living that way. Are you with me today?